everybody will, uh, will be tuning in. Maybe they can uh, share some stories. I'm waiting on you, Trev. We'll get a chance to talk more and more wrestling. Like I said, you know, we're going to be doing our pay-per-view prediction show coming up this Sunday. I believe it's going to be 1230. Uh, hopefully, Mr. Trevi can go three in a row and the prediction wins. So, but uh, I don't know what's taking so long. Oh, there we are. What's up, Trip? I, I've been, I've literally been waiting here for two minutes and now seven, eight, nine seconds for you to send me the invite to join your live. Well, I, it, it, it just came up. Oh, okay. Uh, here we go. Ready to record. So, Recording uh, started. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of the Top Rope Report here on... TalkQ.com, Google Podcast, Anchor, and Spotify. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. Oh, and TalkQ.com. Can't forget about that. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me every week as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. Greg, what's happening? Hey, Trev. Uh, starting off the show tonight on a very sad note. Yes. Um, this past week, a WWE Hall of Famer has passed away. I was fortunate enough to check out this man's career when I was growing up. He was in the very first WrestleMania. And uh, right now, the right now, the Top Rope Report would like to pay tribute to the career of Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff with a 10-bell salute. I mean, nothing, uh, was, I mean, uh, nothing specifically jumps out at me um, other than nice blue robe with you know, wonderful behind it all in glitter. Um, I mean, very, very powerful, strong man. I, I couldn't pick out off the top of my head a single match that jumps out at me. I vaguely remember a brief feud, I believe. Um, with the junkyard dog, I could be wrong. I don't like I said, I don't remember a lot of specific matches that he was in. I was more of a casual fan when you know when he was later in his career. Right. Oh yeah. He uh, and you you touched you touched base on yes he did have a a feud with the <laughs> junkyard dog. He was more noted for being in WrestleMania one as he teamed with Rowdy Roddy Piper and. Um, they went against Hulk Hogan and Mr. T, and a couple years down the road, he teamed with Hulk Hogan and turned on him, and they had one of the 
vicious cage matches I could ever remember, where they both escaped the cage at the same time, and it looked like they both hit the floor at the same time. Mm-hmm. But but Hogan got the win, so. Uh, our condolences go out to Paul Orndorff's family. May he rest in peace. So, yeah, so Monday Night Raw and NXT. What'd you, what'd you think? I mean, hey, Jerry, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in. Rick Del Santo, thank hey. you for tuning in. Um, Monday Night Raw was... It was okay for me. I mean, yeah. it wasn't... Uh, well, it was nothing spectacular as usual. I mean, you know, like you said, for a go-home show, it really wasn't all that great. Right, it wasn't anything better than a normal Monday Night Raw, um, which is unexpected when you come to when it comes to a go-home show. Right. And, uh, you know, as we all know, that this Sunday, the live crowds will be back, so it's going it's to be nice well, to see. tomorrow the live crowds will be back. Tomorrow, yeah, the live crowds will be back for the edition of SmackDown, which I'm looking forward to seeing. But um, what one match on Monday Night Raw kind of really piqued your interest, so to speak? Um, I'm sorry, what was that last part? Or what segment? In a in a very, I'll say in a a well. I'm not really sure. I'm just going back through them because, you know, my mind's... I mean, without without going for saying, I mean, Ricochet and uh, Morrison put on another great match. Um, the chemistry between the two of them is, is incredible. Um, Ricochet is, you know, now that he's being featured in these matches... I think is showing why he got that push that he got a year and a half to two years ago to become the United States champion. Because some of the things he can do in that ring are just right. incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. In a in a in a negative note, I just the two individual matches. For the Viking Raiders versus AJ and Omos. Um, you know, so you have the good in, in Ricochet Morrison, the bad and the ugly in the other two matches. Yep. I mean, Ricochet lost, Omos won. I mean, not Ricochet, uh, AJ Styles lost, Omos won. They're making, they're, they're making AJ Styles look weak in some of these matches. Well, I mean, he took it, which the confusion of me was why it was Ivar, the bigger of the two Viking Raiders, taking on AJ Styles rather than reversing it. Yeah. That that was, you know, in my opinion, that was, you know, stupid. Um, no. No, Jerry, I did not see that match. I know Tripp doesn't watch AEW, so I know he didn't see that match. No. Um, nope. But, and then the rest of it was just okay. Right. I mean, for me, the Ricochet 
Morrison match was was good. I mean, those guys, like you said, they work well together. They have some great matches. Um, it could go either way. Either guy could get could get the win in, a, in matches that they have. You never know which one's going to grab the win or how it's going to turn out. And for me, one of the good segments was I thought <laughs> the Bobby Lattin segment at the end was, was a good segment because he looked like he was ready to to rip MVP's head off. Yeah. So I kind I kind of feel bad for Kofi come Sunday. But uh, but the worst I think the worst thing that I saw on Monday Night Raw. And we talked about this off the air. You know how I feel about this. Is the Alexa Bliss situation. They are just getting dumber and dumber every week. I mean, I understand that that was the first interaction she's had with Eva Marie and Dewdrop. But they're just, they're just getting dumb. I mean, I want to see something. But I don't, I don't understand. I mean, we have, I mean, they have, um... Miz TV, they have the VIP lounge, they have the KO show, they have the whatever the hell you called it with Miz Ann Morrison. I mean, she does her own, I mean, they had, Bailey had her Ding Dong Hello segment. You have these segments where wrestlers interview other people in their own quote-unquote set. She has it on Alexis Playground. Why it was Eva Marie and Dewdrop, who the hell knows? I don't think you take that away from Alexa Bliss because Eva Marie and Dewdrop aren't worth the dingleberries left on a roll of toilet paper. Right. And I mean, I she mean, didn't... There was times where... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. Well, there were times where I heard... I mean, I that was the first time I saw her. I didn't... I, I've heard of her before, Piper Niven. From, you know, people saying that they've seen her wrestle and, you know, I don't know what to make of her, but this alliance with Eva, with Eva Marie is kind of, like, really odd to me. Right. Right. So, I don't know what they're going to do, you know, as far as that goes. You know, Eva Marie sometimes doesn't even wrestle in the match and she takes credit for the win. So... But yeah, Monday Night Raw, I mean, I gave it a C minus. Yeah, about a C. Um, I, I mean, the match, um, the Fatal 4-Way women's match, um, was an okay match. I mean, it wasn't horrible. Um, but with that match being second, and the first match where Xavier Woods actually beat Bobby Lashley... I joked with you saying that it should be renamed Monday Night Roll-Up because the first two matches were the quote-unquote roll-up of death. Um, It's just, you know, it's just getting frustrating that they're, they're afraid to let people lose. It's, it's like the participation trophy in, in little leagues and, the boys club and girls club basketball leagues and youth soccer leagues, everybody gets a trophy. Um, So you don't quote unquote feel bad. Uh, Fuck it. Who cares if they feel bad? I'm I'm hoping a lot of that will change with the live crowds. Trip, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why it would. 
I honestly don't know why it would. Okay. Well, I'm hoping it would, but you know, I mean, with the with the live crowds, I'm I'm expecting. I'm expecting some some good wrestling. I'm expecting oh, yeah. some. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it takes away. I mean, don't think it hurts is the ending of the match. I mean, regardless if Xavier Wood is in front of a crowd of two thousand or twenty thousand, they're gonna cheer him as loud as they can if he rolls up Bobby Lashley. Right. Nikki yeah. Ash. Um, would get the same mediocre applause by having a roll-up victory. So I, that's why I don't think it's going to... I don't think the fans are going to boo WWE because of roll-up victory. Right. I'm just personally sick and tired of seeing it. Okay. Okay. I can uh, I can definitely understand that and where you're coming from with that because a lot of times they seem to end a lot of matches that way and there's more than one way to end the match. Right. You know, I used to see people jump off the ropes and, you know, Jimmy Snooker jump off the top of the cage and pin Morocco when he hits him and submission holds would end matches and now it's the roll-up of death. So... But yeah, it's um, it's something that WWE, you know, hopefully they can work on and you know have some different endings. But um, yeah, so Monday Night Raw was, eh, like I said, you know, I, I if I if I fell asleep during it, it really didn't matter because I could always watch the the, re- the replay or the highlights anyway. But it was just one of those things where yeah, but watch, I mean. Really Watching the highlights isn't the same as watching the whole match. Right. It's not. And, and, nothing, and nothing really caught my eye where I wanted to sit there and be glued to the screen watching it. Right, and there was, like, there was nothing on the show that if you were somebody that was just an avid wrestling fan, what on Monday Night Raw happened that made you say, wow, you know what, I don't... Maybe I will watch the pay-per-view on Sunday. Um, right. Or, and, and the other part is, is maybe WWE doesn't care about their go-home shows anymore because I, I don't know what their pay-per-view buys are, but I mean, if you're spending four ninety nine, you can watch it on Peacock. Yep. You know, so it, it's tough to, you know figure out what they're trying to do because once again you're going to watch it regardless you know are, right. is anything on Monday Night Raw going to tell you well you know what Dr. Timber I, uh, Dr. Timber Dr. he needs to be fired Dr. Timber needs to be fired um, I forgot what I was saying oh if you know I don't think you're going to spend five dollars off of what we saw on Monday night for a monthly subscription to Peacock to see this right. pay-per-view coming up. Um, yep, I agree. Vince McMahon's already shown that he's full of shit. Um, pardon my French, Vince, but, you know, he was not going to have useless matches anymore, matches that don't add to the storyline. Well, right. What the hell was Natalia against Rhea Ripley for? Right. They have they have no history with each other. 
I mean, they had that one six-women tag match, but I don't think, I mean, maybe the two of them were in the ring together for a total of two minutes that entire match. I mean, it was it was, it was an okay match. Um, Natalia does what Natalia does great, and that's helped put over wrestlers that are quote-unquote better than her. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying re- wrestling-wise, because there's not many female competitors in WWE that are better than her wrestler-wise, but character-wise, and, and that are bigger, right. like Rhea Ripley. Yeah. So, I mean, that I just I didn't get. Uh, yeah, I, I, I understand that fully because they're just, I don't know, they're just not doing it. They're just not doing a lot of things right. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, what did you, yeah. what was your take on the uh, beginning of the feud of Drew McIntyre, Jinder Mahal? Uh, well, like I said, when we talked off the air, um, I thought a lot of that breaking up the motorcycle stuff kind of looked a little fakeish to me. Um, but I think it's going to be the start of a good feud. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, those guys do have history together when they were with 3MB. Uh, maybe this is something that they um, that WWE wants to put together and you know see where where it's going to go. I think it's I think it's going to be a good feud. Jinder Mahal is not a bad wrestler. <clears throat> he can he can hold his own with anybody in the ring. And Drew McIntyre, well, he's Drew McIntyre. He's just a former champion. And hopefully if they do something with this match and they go somewhere with it, that it, it goes somewhere. Now, do you think... Oh, Gary, thank you. What was that? I said, Gary, thank you for tuning in. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if you want to read Jerry's question while I'm talking. Um, But do you think it will lessen the chances of Drew McIntyre winning the Money in the Bank ladder match because he's just now starting the feud with Jinder Mahal? Or do you think this still kind of makes him the quote-unquote odds-on favorite to win? Sheamus situation. 
I mean, I didn't carry the way. No. No, it didn't make sense to me at all. Yep. I mean, if, if you're trying to tell me that Sheamus did what he did to punish um, Carrillo and it's going to lead to another match between them, I, we've been there, done that. They already did that. There were a couple times that Carrillo was supposed to fight Sheamus, that Sheamus attacked him backstage, and then he came out and still tried to fight. It's just right. a recycled storyline that didn't work the first two times they did it, so three strikes and you're out. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, one of the matches, you know, like we talked about, the individual matches that they had on Monday Night Raw with the Viking Raiders and AJ Styles and Omis, I'm kind of looking forward to that tag team match at the pay-per-view. I mean, yeah, we haven't really seen much of AJ and Omos together um, in the ring. Uh, I don't. I, I, you can count probably easily on one hand how many times they've had a match since they've won the belts. Right. Where they're in matches together. Yep. And, uh, and um, I understand that he's new and he probably has to get a lot more seasoning, but Omos needs a lot more work. Well, I mean, that's the that was the one thing um, that I gave credit to Braun Strowman for. Because historically, the bigger the man you are, the less agile you are in the ring. And that was one ball that I think WWE really dropped with Braun Strowman. Because the man was getting himself and has gotten himself into incredible shape from when he first started with the Wyatt family. Right. And, you know, just just being able to move the way he moved was a bonus, was a positive. And uh, he could have been a, a reasonable challenger for the WWE world title, which, yes, Jerry, I 100% agree, is overlooked due to the universal title. Um... I have said that I don't think uh, if you win universal title, I don't think that's equal to winning a WWE title. I I've said plenty of times before that if some way somehow John Cena were to come back and beat Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, he doesn't tie Ric Flair's record because to me that's that's not the world title. But um, I, I think that that's the issue with Omos. Is he's he's too big. Yep. In response to Jerry's question, and um, I'll have you answer, Jerry. I'm sure you watched. Maybe you can chime in a little bit. Um, I think the Universal title is getting more recognition than the WWE title because do you think Roman Reigns is playing the part better than Bobby Lashley? Well, and yeah. Yeah. I mean, Paul Heyman is definitely better on the microphone than MVP. There's no doubt about that. But I think it's because Roman Reigns is doing the heel character much better. So, I mean, what, what is, what's your thoughts on that, Greg? You think it, that could be possible? Well, I, I mean, I also, you also think you got to take into consideration who's who's in the matches and who's been in, you know, a campaign with said challengers. I mean, 
once again, I don't take anything away from Drew McIntyre. He was put on a pedestal and kept there. And then they gave the title Bobby Lashley, and I'll probably say 85% of the people that I read or talked to or whatever thought for sure that McIntyre was going to beat Lashley, and he didn't. Lashley won it at at SummerSlam. But, I mean, Roman Reigns, I mean, he had Kevin Owens, Edge, Daniel Bryan. He had established stars that he was in feuds with. So I think that's part of the issue for Bobby Lashley, is having a strong, um, legitimate contender for his title. And I'm sorry, Kofi Kingston is not a strong, legitimate contender for Bobby Lashley. Right. And I think we might see some of those strong contenders that went against Roman go to Raw in the draft. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> possibly. Because we know, I mean, we found out that they pushed the draft back. Well, we, we, we found out. Say it in quote-unquote, because WWE has not officially released that there's even going to be a draft. It's just been reported on Fightful Select and Pro Wrestling Insider and that that there's going to be a draft and it was going to be in August, and then it's now got pushed back to late September, early October. But who knows if and when it's going to be. Please leave the building. Visiting hours are over. Thank you. Roman is killing it. Both Heyman and MVP are good on the mic. If done right, MVP could build something nice. Yeah. I'm sorry, Greg. I had a little chuckle there. Well, they just made an an announcement. Now, if if you bit, this is totally off topic of the show, but... Um, you've been to the hospital to visit people. You were at the hospital to visit me. But when it's when visiting hours are over, they usually make a announcement. The announcement that was just made uh, was visiting hours are now open. Or, sorry, visitors' hours are now over. Please leave the building. Okay. And that's it. <laughs> Why don't you just say visiting hours are over? Get the hell out. That's basically, and that was the way she sounded when she said it. You know, not wow. visiting hours are over. Could you please, you know, due to respect of the patients, make your way to, to exiting the building? Something like that. Right. Because, I mean, yep. that's what it is. Visiting hours are what they are, so people, cause, I mean, shit. By 8 o'clock, I mean, 80% of the people on the floor that I'm on are in bed before the sun goes down. <laughs> You know, yep. I scared one of the aides last night because at around ten thirty, I was walking around in my room. She's like, "Who's? Wow, you're still up?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's only it's only ten thirty. Only ten thirty. Right. Wow, I got nervous when I heard somebody walking around. But anyways, back to the show. Um, I, I've got a kind of a random question in reference to Monday Night Raw, and I don't know if it's just me. If it is just me, please let me know. But Damien Priest has only been on Raw for months, correct? Correct. It was a couple months before WrestleMania. So maybe we'll say maybe six months. 
Trump yeah. was it Roy, was a Royal Rumble that he yeah, made yeah, his. He so yeah. we'll we'll say from January to now. So we'll give him the benefit out and say six months. Yep. Um. Why is he playing the big boy backstage mentor role? First with Bad Bunny, now with Humberto Carrillo, like backstage being the way to go, we can do this, don't let it down, and, you know, talking with Riddle and this and that. When did he get anointed that as a a five-and-a-half-month-old? Yeah, the WWE motivational speaker right there. Well, not really, not motivational speaker, but, like, they look to him as a mentor. They're not yeah. looking to, I mean, Daniel Bryan. They're not looking to, I mean, somebody on Raw that's been around for a while. Uh, I, Kofi I mean, Kingston, Xavier Woods, The Mi- I mean, you know what I mean? I don't, yep. I don't quite understand. Am I missing something here? Nope, I totally agree with you, and I can't understand why they haven't done much more with Damian Priest. Well, from what I've read is he, he's had back issues. Um, that's why he was in a tag match with Bag Bunny, not in a singles match, and that's why he wasn't wrestling much, and then, you know, he wrestles a little. He was in the zombie, what, right? He was in the zombie lumberjack match. And then we haven't seen it. I don't remember seeing him wrestle since then, has he? Nope. I don't I don't think he has. As a matter of fact, when I saw him Monday night, that was the first time I can ever recall seeing him since then. Well, he's been backstage talking with Riddle. They had a little funny thing about going to Burger King. And then they actually posted a picture on Instagram that night of the two of them eating together at Burger King. It was kind of funny, but it was also kind of stupid. Now, one question I want to bring up to you before we uh, go to Nuggies News. Where's Randy Orton? Where's he been? Having Having an affair with Sasha Banks? I don't know. It seems like the two of them just vanished like a fart in the wind. I mean... Well, Randy, he's only missed—he's only missed what two weeks. I mean, he had that triple threat match, um, and then Riddle represented him in that battle royal, and then he re- represented him in another match. I mean, I, I don't think it's been two or three weeks. It hasn't been that long, um, you know. Right. Out of out of out of left field prediction is that he gets involved in the actual ladder match, which gives Riddle the case. That that that's an out of, out of, out of you know out of left field um, prediction. Right, Gary just posted is Brian returning? Possibly, who knows? Yeah, possibly. Depends on what you uh, read. Who the- you know what you read, and you know what he wants to do. I don't think he's in any hurry. Nope. And one of the things I wanted to talk about. Um, before we get to Nuggie's new, hey, little Nug, what's going on? Maybe he's taking a vacation before they go back live. Maybe. Um, I read on one of the websites today before we came on the show that there's a very, very strong possibility 
that Becky Lynch will be backstage at Sunday night's Money in the Bank. Okay. Could that mean could that mean we could see her get involved somehow? Uh, possibly. I mean she was backstage at Money in the Bank. Um she's she's got a husband who is prominently placed in a key match. Um, just like he was at Hell in a Cell. So, she's under contract. She's there. So, I mean, anything is possible. Um, but I didn't, I didn't read anywhere that it was a possibility. I've read on two different websites that it is a absolute that she'll be backstage, um, for Money in the Bank. The question is, is she going to be involved in the actual pay-per-view? Right. And that was actually the first topic I was going to talk about in Nuggies News. And that's where we're going to head right now, ladies and gentlemen, for everybody out there who tunes into the show. This is my favorite part of the show, Nuggies News. So, Greg, take it away. All right. Well, first and foremost, um, I want to send congratulations out to Seamus as he has announced his um, engagement to his girlfriend, Isabella Ravila. Um, she's a very attractive young lady. I don't know how this ugly, red-headed, bearded man grabbed the lady this pretty, but... Once again, do you want to just send a quick congratulations out to Seamus um, on his engagement? Yes. Um, like like I said, I um, there there's been several articles released that Becky Lynch is going to be backstage, um, but leading into Money in the Bank and what the fudge crackers. Okay, half the articles that I bookmarked apparently didn't save. Uh, um, but I, I have read in on a couple different places that there that you should expect not, and this is what the quote said: not a couple, but several big surprises this weekend, meaning between Friday, the pay per view, and Monday. Um, that'll knock your socks off. Um, no inclination as to what they are. Um, oh, okay. Um, just got a notification that Michael Kanata is live. Um. Okay, well, I hope he's enjoying the show. I hope so. And there are a list of people that are rumored to make an unofficial participant in the Money in the Bank ladder matches. Once again, we've seen many things happen in the past. I mean, the women's, the first ever all-women's ladder match. Um, What's-his-face? Ellsworth climbed the ladder to get the briefcase for Carmella. So we've seen weird things happen. Um, so I want you to give me your opinion on whether or not you think these could happen. Okay. Okay. They say in the main event of the men's ladder match, after losing, Edge takes out Seth Rollins and enters in his place in a ladder match. Say, 
Noun. Okay. Oh, we, we did now. Wait, hold it, hold it. Let me let, let, let me go back over that again. You said after losing in the match to Roman. Yes. Because I think the men's match, I think the men's ladder match is going to be before the Roman Reigns match. Because well, I think the Roman Reigns match is going to be the last one of the night. Once again, I'm not asking you to predict the card. I'm just saying okay. they said that the main event would be the men's ladder match. So he will have already lost to Reigns. Okay. Okay, then I, then, then I see that happening. You do? I, you think, yeah, I see it happening. I see, I see 0% chance of that happening. Okay. Um, next one. Becky Lynch returns and enters the women ladder women's ladder match. Um, yes and no. I think Becky Lynch is going to return, but I don't think she's going to enter the ladder match. Okay, where would, where would you see her making her appearance then? She'll just show up outside, you know, maybe cause a distraction for somebody. But where? I mean, it, it take. Uh, go ahead first. Then I'll. Should, uh, let's just say uh, Carmella, not Carmella. Um, Liv Morgan is climbing up the ladder to get the brief to get the briefcase, and as soon as she gets to the top, Becky Lynch's music plays. She comes out. Liv Morgan is like, uh, "Oh my God!" Then somebody comes up from behind her, tips tips her, and knocks her off the ladder, and then grabs the briefcase. So I, I see that possibly happening. I see, comparably speaking, I see The Undertaker and Kane entering the men's ladder match more likely than that scenario happening. Okay. If Becky Lynch is going to make a return, I don't, I don't think it's just going to be as a, hi, I'm Becky, I'm back, and then leave. It's going to be in a match, or it's going to be something that's going to make the crowd pop. If Becky Lynch comes out to distract somebody, then just go back home with Baby Rue. I don't want you. So Jerry just put down, I see Lynch returning next year. I, okay. I, I don't think there's any way they wait that long, or she waits that long. No. Um, next one, Baron Corbin illegally enters into the Money in the Bank ladder match, but still loses. <laughs> Jerry says Lynch will return on a major card. Okay, that's possible. I'd love to see Baron Corbin come into the ladder match and lose. <laughs> um, Sami Zayn could enter the ladder match by taking out Kevin Owens. And then Riddle awards his spot in the ladder match to Randy Orton. Possibly. I can possibly see that happening. Okay. By the way, Jerry, it's lit, not lunch. Yeah, Miss. okay, Mr. I never spell anything wrong. Trivia trying to correct somebody on anything that they type. Oh, for the love of God. Punctuation? No, doesn't matter. 
Capitalization? No, doesn't matter. And then he gets mad at me when I don't understand what he's typing. Um, Finishing up with Nuggies News here. Or continuing with Nuggies News. Uh, uh, breaking news. Uh, well, before I give the breaking news, uh, I'm really hoping that what I just read is wrong and is actually a joke. But let's see. Yeah, no, it's not a joke. Oh, what did I mention to you that really would make the women's ladder match a major disappointment if these two superstars from SmackDown were officially put in a match? Oh, um... Oh, trying to remember the names now. Was it Natalia and Tamina? Ah, ding, ding, ding. Tell her what he's won, Johnny. It has been officially announced that Tamina is the eighth and final competitor in the women's ladder match. I was kind of hoping for Sonya Deville. I was hoping for something. I mean, just, you know what? At this point, add the Uso. This is going to be my rant right now. Add the Usos versus the Mysterios to the pay-per-view and put the women's ladder match on the pre-show because it's going to be a waste of 12 minutes of my life. There's not... I mean, if you're going to tell me that Asuka's going to win again, eh, uh, there's not one person in that match that could win the, the briefcase and legitimately... Challenge either whether it's Rhea Ripley or Charlotte or Bianca Belair. Not one. Yeah. I mean, if this is what WWE's idea um, of welcoming fans back to the arenas, then I'm going to stay home. And that's Nuggies News. All right. Great. Great job. As usual, Greg. Uh, yeah, Jerry uh, posted why you Nuggies news. Becky Lynch's return needs to be at either WrestleMania or SummerSlam. Well, okay, but once again, if if you want her to be in a match at SummerSlam, don't you have to bring her back to build something up with somebody? Right. Don't just throw her out there. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. She can handle herself if you just throw her out there, but make it interesting. Make her return mean something. Right. So, all right. So now that Nuggie's News is uh, over, let's talk a little NXT. Okay. What did you think of the NXT card this week? Um, I know you had mentioned something um, about it. It wasn't its normal... NXT um, show. I mean, it was a normal show, but it wasn't, like I said last week when we talked about NXT last Thursday, I had said I, I just, I come accustomed to NXT being a B to a B plus every week with yep. a couple, a couple A matches, 
you know, um, maybe a, a B plus and then some C pluses and a B minus. Right. Yeah, we, in my opinion, they had one A match, A minus match um, in Gargano and Cross, including what happened at the end of the match. And then everything else was a C to a C minus, if not a D to a D plus. Yep, agreed. Little Nug, little Nug posted. I was hoping they would save the last spot for Becky and announce her return tomorrow night on SmackDown, but nope. <laughs> True. Yeah, I agree, Greg. I mean, you know, SmackDown um, NXT has been a show that you want to watch on Wednesday nights because the action and everything has just been great. Yep. And they dropped the ball somewhere on this show Wednesday night. Yeah. Cross and Gargano were a great match. Even the ending was. Um, the backstage promo with um, um, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher, that was, eh. that was okay. Eh, I didn't like it. You know, for, was, for promo for promos that we've seen Thatcher and Ciampa do, that promo seemed very rushed, very hurried, like they wanted to do it, but they didn't have enough time to do what they wanted to. Right. So rather than extending another segment, they said, just, just get out there and do it. Get it over with. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that was a... Uh, that- that I totally agree. Um, what did you think? Were you surprised? I know I was, but were you surprised that Santos Escobar be, uh, pinned Dexter Loomis? No, I told you that off the air. I, I wasn't surprised at all because once again, he's got his two partners in crime with him outside the ring. That you know, one's gonna distract the ref, the other's gonna you know hit the guy when he's not looking, or you know distract him so you know Santos Escobar could get in that finishing move, and you know that that's you know the way that that stuff like that happens. Yep, and then out comes Indy Hartwell. Yep. yep. The um the opening match, Ember Moon and Dakota Kai, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was okay. That was tough, but like I said off the air when we were talking, Dakota Kai just seems to have a lot more botches lately in some of her matches. I don't know if she's missing a step somewhere or... I See, I went, I went back and watched it again, and I didn't notice... I mean, yeah, I paid much more attention to it than I did the first time I saw it. I didn't notice that many glaring... Botches. I, I really didn't, you know. And I mean, I'm I'm an admirer of Dakota Kai. So when she's in the ring, I do tend to watch her more than um, her opponents. All right, what does Joe say? Tegan's box returned. Joe, that's politically incorrect. You can't say that about Tegan Knox. Oh, my God. What did he say? <laughs> he, he went to type Tegan Knox, and he wrote Tegan Box. Oh, okay. Returned last week on NXT, and her and Shotzi made their main roster debut on SmackDown, which stops the Tegan and Candice feud, and now Mandy Rhodes is supposedly 
on NXT for whatever reason. Well, I, I mean, I guess we can, we'll, we'll get to the Mandy Rose part. Um, yeah. And I know we did discuss on um, Sunday show, which obviously Little Nuxer doesn't listen to the podcast at all, so we're going to have to take him up back later and rough him up a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, so when he goes to work tomorrow and he has a black eye and a fat lip, you know why. Um, but yeah, it, it didn't make sense to me that, that they brought up Shotzi without Ember Moon. Um, yep. don't understand the pairing. Didn't understand why they brought her out to confront, um, to confront, um, Candice LeRae. Right. Um, but I, I don't know if you want to talk about the whole Mandy Rose thing or not first. Well, the one thing I, the one thing I was thinking about with Tegan and Shotzi, like, um, Joe was saying, you know, maybe they figured Tegan Knox would be better suited being brought up to the main roster instead of going against Candice LeRae. But so, then, but then, why waste our time by having her show up with with a Candice LeRae oh, thing? Right, that's right. Why, why bother? Yeah, you know, and, and you can't tell me that you think Tegan Knox is better prepared to be on the main roster than Ember Moon because Ember Moon was already on the main roster. Right. Unless they have bigger plans for Ember Moon, but I don't know. I mean, what's-her-name came out and challenged Raquel Gonzalez, which I have no idea where that came from all of a sudden. Right. Um, I can't remember her name. Zia Lee. Zia Lee, right. And, uh... So that's going to be something interesting because I think uh, I think she's going to get squashed. Yeah, and in retrospect, I know when we talked offline um, in reference to Mandy Rose and this Mandy Rose slash Aaliyah trade, um, they are now officially listed as Aaliyah listed on Raw and Mandy Rose is listed on NXT. Um, wh- so, what are your what are your what are your thoughts about Mandy Rose going back to NXT? Uh, surprised because we've talked before how WWE has really sent out their women's tag team herd, so to speak. And by putting Mandy Rose on NXT, you're splitting up another tag team. Granted, right. her and Dana Brooke were not the greatest of tag teams, but they were a tag team that worked together. And now, I have no idea who this Aaliyah is. The only thing I can think of is, is she the one that was with the Robert Stone brand? Yes. Okay, then, then that's the one I'm thinking of. Okay. She was the, the shorter, prettier one of the two. Okay, well, I haven't really seen much of her in the way in the ring, but I was surprised when Mandy Rose not only showed up on uh, NXT, but was set back down. Maybe there's something that they're seeing in her thinking that she's going back to NXT because she needs more work. But, but you don't... If you're not, you, I, I don't know. Um... 
I don't I don't understand Mandy Rose being sent down to NXT. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. When you have Dewdrop and Eva Marie on the main roster, who obviously, when you watch, I mean, you know, Eva Marie can't wrestle a lick for shit. Um, and Dewdrop, eh, she looks a little rough around the edges in the ring. It would have made more sense to have them try to make a splash in NXT and then bring one or two of them up together later on. Um, I think Eve Marie's head are bigger than her boobs, and you know, and she was too proud to be in NXT, and somehow she—I don't know—maybe she gave Triple H and Vince McMahon a dual blowjob together or something. I don't know. But Mandy Rose was a fan favorite. Mandy Rose was somebody that the live audience would drool over. And to send her down to NXT for for what reason? Right. Now, wasn't uh, Dewdrop on NXT UK as Piper Niven? Yeah. Okay. I think that they, you know, they bought her up because they needed somebody to be with Eva Marie, but they're both fucking horrible. Yeah. Mandy Rose would run circles around the both of them in the ring. And, and, and even they... even this this conceited character that even Marie's portraying is 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 stupid and horrible. Right. Eva Marie needs to stick to being a valet. She's horrible in the ring. Yep. Yeah, but she's totally not agree. she's not even good as a valet. Right. I mean... Yeah, that's that's true, too. But, you know, like you said, you know, why Mandy Rose? When you've got those other two people, Piper, uh, Dewdrop, and Eva Marie. Right, and... and I, don't think they, I don't think they were going to put such an emphasis on Eva Marie with her vignettes, and then all of a sudden send her down to NXT. Well, no, but that's what I mean. From the beginning, she shouldn't have just been put back on the main roster um, as an in-ring competitor. She she can't wrestle. Yep. If you wanted her to be a wrestler, then you should have put her in NXT to let her work on being a wrestler. You right. know, let her try and put her dues in like they made Lana do. I mean, when yep. Lana came up, she is what Eva Marie is now. Towards the end, she was definitely she wasn't the best wrestler. But she was usable as a wrestler. But if you're going to try and tell me that they're moving Mandy Rose down to NXT for like a similar reason that they moved Finn Balor down to NXT to quote-unquote help the women's division on NXT, you're, you're fucking nuts. Right, the women's division in NXT is fabulous. Yeah. I just, um, I mean, I... There's no rhyme or reason to why they is, did it. Is, I mean, I was surprised that, to see is her. That, is, that the, huh? is that the ice cream man out your window? Well, he's going down the street, yeah. But, uh... 
I apologize for that, folks. Well, at least, uh, well, it would have been worse if you said, I, I'll be right back, and then took off out the door chasing him down the road with your dollar, you know, for ice cream. Don't have some money! Yeah, but uh, my main question now is, where does that leave Dana Brooke? Back as a singles competitor. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know, I mean, what else can they do with her? I mean, there's nobody else on Monday Night Raw that you can put her in a, a tag team with. Right. Are they going to try her in a tag team with Naomi? Nikki Ash. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I agree. I mean, why they did that is, is beyond me. Now, when you mentioned Finn Balor, I think Finn Balor asked to go back to NXT. I don't think they just walked into his, the locker room one day and said, hey, Finn, you're going down to NXT. I think he asked to go down there. I, I think they asked him to go down there. They didn't tell him. I think they asked him to go down there. My my opinion. I mean, okay. I, I don't think he was ever, I, I agree. I don't think he was told you're going to NXT. I think an idea, a character, whatever, a storyline was presented to him. And, I mean, it may have been one of those where, you know what, either he said yes or it was career suicide. I don't know that. But I I, I, I thought I remembered something along that lines was he was put in NXT to help the brand. Right. And one of the other dumb things I saw in NXT, I'd like to get your opinion on it, a long one or a brief one, how it may be, was Cameron Grimes. I mean, that was that was just stupid. That's that's it not was, what you said the other day. You thought it was funny, and you liked it. It was funny, but it was just, you know, I understand that they're building stuff up with Cameron Grimes and L.A. Knight. Mm-hmm. They want to build up. That's how they're going to build it up with this. I think Cameron Grimes handled it pretty well. It was pretty funny, but I just think it was it, it was kind of dumb after I after I looked at it again the second time. My my okay. whole point about about the whole segment, other than it being stupid and being dumb, and the kid being outside doing the yard work for him, I I mean NXT. Hello. Hello? It's cutting out. Come on. I know it's not your fault. I'm just saying it was it was cutting out. I, I missed your complete your, completely your whole last statement. Okay, I don't know. I mean, I was just started my statement. So, um, oh. from the whole segment was, in, in my opinion, unnecessary. I mean, from the stupid kid out in the yard doing the work for Cameron Grimes to the penguin suit. The whole thing is, is NXT has always been the show with the wrestling. And we killed Monday Night Raw for stupid shit like this. Why are you putting that on NXT? We don't need to. NXT does not need something like that. 
I knew it was going to be, I felt it was going to be a disaster from the moment you knew that if he lost, he was going to be L.A. Knight's butler. Right. Yep. Definitely, definitely agree on that part. Um, also, we mentioned, uh, we talked about the Bobby Fish match. Oh. And I, I went over again and saw that match, and wow, he was horrible. Yeah, he does I, not look like I he's think, in shape to wrestle. Nope. And I think he just got back into it just because... He's got the the long-standing problem with uh, Oni Larkin uh, and Birch. Right, Birch and uh, Oni and uh, Oni Larkin. But yeah, that um, that match was just. I gave it an F plus. <laughs> yeah, I would I, I would have gave it like a U. But um, no, that was the Saray Gigi Dolan match. Oh my the God! The only part of that match that was even semi-enjoyable was when Gigi Dolan was against the rope, the middle rope and the bottom rope, and Saray came and gave her a drop kick that looked like her head could have gone into the third row. Right. And then she pinned her. So that that five-second, five-to-eight-second display was a B. Everything else about the match was a Q. Yep. And we had mentioned something off the air, and you were pretty, um, what's the word, not adamant, but wondering why they do that, was Kushida. Yeah. Um, do you think that they're putting a little too much emphasis on Kushida's title reign, and why does he come to the ring with the belt, holding it up in the air like Well, he, that's what I was saying. I mean, he's coming in to do... You know, uh, uh, after the match, save, and he comes running out, dressed in in street clothes, if I remember correctly, holding his belt up in his in his right arm as he's running down in the ring. I mean, you're running to make a save. Hold on, before I go, I gotta make sure I grab my belt and hold it over my head while I'm running down. I just, right. I don't, I don't necessarily think that he was told. Oh, excuse me, to do it that way. I just think he just did it that way for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm mean, like I said, we were talking, and obviously it's the conspiracy theory um, that I think they, you know, quote unquote, put up purposely, put on a, a crappy night to make it much better for their first live crowd on Friday Night SmackDown. Okay, I can, uh, I can that, definitely go with that. That way you can put it in the books that Friday Night SmackDown in front of a live crowd is going to be the best show of the week. If not, you're fired. You know. Right. Yep. But, uh, yeah, overall, I gave, I gave um, a number grade for NXT of about a 75. Uh, yeah, maybe. About there. It's it just that, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's going to be ramifications from Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross. Right, right. I don't, I don't know if Samoa Joe is going to be cleared to wrestle and go against Kar- 
carrying cross or how they're going to work it. But William Regal said he can't touch anybody unless he's provoked. And what a better way of being provoked than getting choked out. Right. Um, You know, I've said it before, and I'm one of those um, guilty guys um, that last year when the pandemic started was bored sitting at home doing nothing. Um, and then being here in this place doing nothing, I, I started to go on TikTok and watch these videos. Um, so I, I actually have four or five different um, creators that, that are big wrestling fans. Um, and one of them, he's, he's, sometimes he's kind of far out there. Um, but I like some of the ideas that that he has said. And... He thinks that Karrion Cross is going to get his belt stripped by Samoa Joe and then get fired from NXT and show up on SmackDown um, to be the next in line to go against Roman Reigns. That part of it, that last part of it, I, I say absolutely, 250% no. But the first part of it sounds kind of intriguing with as many times as Karrion Cross has been on Monday Night Raw or before Monday Night Raw or at SmackDown backstage doing quote-unquote dark matches um, right. or main event matches. Yep. So, like I said, the first half of it sounds interesting. I don't, I don't care who comes up. If it's Adam Cole, I don't care. None of them should come up and be put right into a feud with Bobby Lashley or Roman Reigns. You need to no. build it. You need to build it up better because that's what happened with Keith Lee, and the man's been buried ever since. Yeah. Also, they mentioned something about um, five people. WWF said you will see once the live crowd return. WWF? WWE, I said. No, you said WWF. Go back to the recording. Okay, and three (laughs) of the five were Mia Yim, Keith Lee, and Brock Lesnar. They said those are, I couldn't remember the other two, but those were the three that, the three names that stuck out. And they said that those were the three names WWE says will return when there's live crowds. When? They didn't say. But it, it was, it's just like I mean, Keith Lee has just vanished. Well, I mean, I, I had reported, and I did once again um, read it recently in, in a Q&A um, on Bleacher Report, you know, about Keith Lee, and he had or has a lingering injury or something that just has... Won't go away. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, like I said, I speculated, um, and I don't think WWE or anybody will ever admit it, so this is just me, you know, popping shit out of my ass. Um I wouldn't be surprised if it actually came down to lingering effects from COVID. I mean, yeah. Mia Yim did have COVID. Their husband and wife 
So there's a good chance that he got COVID. He's a rather large man that does and did, you know, huff and puff a little bit in the ring um, and could very, very easily have gotten his ass kicked by COVID and, you know, suffering long-term effects. Very possible, yep. And, I mean, if that's the case, then hopefully, you know, everything will go better and this nagging stuff will go away and we'll see Keith Lee somewhere down the line. I don't think he's that bad. He's got some good talent for a big man. He's very right. agile for a right. big man. You know, not, not too well on Mike, but that no. will come in time. Mia Yim or Brock Lesnar, I could, I really could care less right now. Um, if Mia Yim does um, appear, I, I, I supposedly she's appearing on SmackDown, which we've already discussed has already. I mean, they've doubled their roster with you know these four women. Over, you know, the last few weeks. Um, And Monday Night Raw demoted Mandy Rose and brought in Eva Marie Dewdrop and an unproven Aaliyah. I mean, if you want to move her to Raw, maybe, or either that or you're, you know, we're just waiting for something to happen for Raw. Right. Now... I'm going to put you on the spot. One of these two. Who are they going to put against Raquel Gonzalez? Frankie Monet or Mandy Rose? And is that the reason why they put Mandy Rose back in NXT? What? What, to, to challenge Raquel? Yeah. No. I, I Well, I don't know. I don't know what their thought is. Um, I think Frankie Monet... Um, could be the next NXT Women's Champion, um, especially with Tony Storm coming up. Um, I don't see Ember Moon. I mean, I see her being a challenger, but if they're going to look to bring Raquel Gonzalez up, say, early next year, I think you have plenty of time to build up Frankie Monet. Yeah. I, I believe... I believe you're, you're totally right with that because I think Frankie Monet would be a much better challenger for Raquel Gonzalez than even Zia I, Lee. I knew there was Nuggies news because, like I said, everything I bookmarked didn't save. Um, as of earlier, as of last week, um, any and no, actually, as of yes, was it yesterday? Yesterday. Um, all those wrestlers that were released on April 15th officially ended their 90-day no-competes. Um, there was several posts on Instagram and, uh, Twitter, um, from Cassie Lee, formerly known as Peyton Royce, um, about how she's officially putting... You know, the Iconics brand um, and the name Peyton Royce to bed um, as it was her last official day in her 90-day compete, compete. 
So that that's her, you know, Billy Kay, um, Mickey James. I, I'm not sure her exactly was also in that same day. Um, well, Samoa Joe, but he's already been re-signed to the company. So still got about another month and a half at least for like, you know, Braun Strowman and that class. Right. Now, speaking of the 90-day no-compete, and for the people out there who are scratching their head, how did Aleister Black get around the 90-day no-compete clause? We talked about that. Right, but for the people out there that are wondering how he got about it. When you get let go out of NXT, you have a 30-day no-compete. That's standard when you're in NXT. When WWE brought him up to the main roster and started giving him, quote-unquote, main roster money, they never changed that 30-day no-compete clause in his contract. So when they let him go, he had a 30-day no-compete. And he was free to compete anywhere. Yes. Yep. So, all right, now with Peyton Royce, well, I'll still call her Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Um, do you see them surfacing anywhere? I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, I think that would be a great opportunity um, for AEW. Um, they, they'll, I mean, I, I watched last night's AEW. I actually watched it this morning. Um, and they say Dr. Britt Baker's the champion of the best women's wrestling division, you know, out there, it's not. And I think they know that. Um, I, I think they could benefit very much from, you know, just, just the notoriety that the Iconics had. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think, I think they would flourish more in AEW, but I wouldn't be surprised if they showed up in TNA. Well, there is no TNA. No? No. Oh, okay. TNA hasn't been around for years. Where have you been? I mean, Impact. Attaboy. Attaboy. It's hard for me to accept change sometimes. When I've been talking TNA for many years, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they showed up on Impact, but I think they would do better if they went to AEW. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, if all they can get is impact, then that's all they can get. Right. So you know, Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea Green made a surprise appearance um, for in some tournament that um, ROH is having, but it's also speculated that at Impact's next, I think Slammiversary is their next big pay per view. There's a mystery opponent for Deanna Perrazzo. Um, and it is speculated and rumored that that could be Chelsea Green. Okay. But overall, what would you say about um, the grade for NXT? I said seven, a C minus. C minus. Okay. Yeah, you said and seventy-five is the point that I said about a C minus. And hopefully that'll be the last C minus that we have to give them. I would so, think so. You, you don't think so? 
shower. No, I would think so. Well, I would think so also, yeah. Um, yeah, so now this Sunday, mm-hmm. the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Yep. The first pay-per-view in front of a live crowd. Tomorrow night, the first SmackDown in front of a live crowd. Uh, has there well, been any... Re- uh, well, well, rumor has it that WrestleMania was in front of a live crowd. I don't know if that's been confirmed or not yet. Oh. Okay, well, they were, yeah, but... Uh, oh, okay. Sorry. I... Yeah. Um, has there been any announcement on the ticket sales? How many tickets they sold for this Money in the Bank? No. Nothing okay. that I've seen. I mean... Is it one of these things where they're going to expect a full house of people? Because that stadium holds about, what, 75,000? What, the Dickies Arena? This isn't a Texas stadium. No, they're not in, uh, I thought they were in Las Vegas. They're in Fort Worth, Texas. What is it? What is going to be in Las Vegas at Raider Stadium? SummerSlam. Oh, I'm a month ahead of myself. Oh, my God. Okay. Or are you still thinking about Hell in a Cell? Oh, yeah, that's true. But if you notice, I said today, money in the bank. Right. Uh, um, it, it says for, for the Dickies Arena, um, it says capacity for, uh, we'll go with basketball, because that's the closest, you know, size-wise, because, I mean... Hockey is a much bigger, you know, surface. Um, but, <laughs> okay, they list, for concerts, 14,000 people. For basketball, 13,550 people. For family shows and hockey, 12,200. But for rodeo performances, 9,300. Woohoo! Yeah. There you go. So you, I mean, whether they have between twelve and thirteen thousand seats, you know. I mean, once again, the setup because you have the big Titantron and all that. So maybe you're talking about twelve thousand people, um, possibly if it's sold out. Okay. Um. There has been no uh, no mention of a pre-show match yet. No, we don't so, even we don't even know if the card's final. Probably won't right. find that out until tomorrow. Yep. But uh, for those people who have not been tuning in, they should have been tuning in from the beginning. Uh, let's go over the card for Money in the Bank. Ooh, excuse me. Okay. Oh, Jesus. We didn't really talk about it in the beginning, but okay. <laughs> um, right now, there's six matches. Um, the most recent match added was the Raw Smack, the Raw Tag Team Champions, um, AJ Styles against the Viking Raiders. Um, obviously, there's Roman Reigns versus Edge, um, Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Um, those are all the individual matches. Then you have the two ladder matches. The women's match is Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Ash 
from Raw, and then Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, Tamina, and Natalia from SmackDown. You can tell that killed Greg to say that. <sighs> but, I mean, we'll get back to that in a second. Um, okay. The men's match has Ricochet, John Morrison, Riddle, and Drew McIntyre representing Raw, and Big E, um, Kevin Owens, King Nakamura, and Seth Rollins representing SmackDown. When you look at the women, it's like two different levels of competitors. I mean, if you look at the four women from Raw versus the four women from SmackDown, you would think that the Raw women's division is hand over foot higher and better than SmackDown's, but it's not. It hasn't been. Even with Bailey now being injured and Sasha being gone since WrestleMania. I totally agree. And you and talking about the men's money in the bank, you said the ratio there was what, seven to two? Heel to face? Six to two. There's, Six o- to there's two. only eight people. Eight people. Okay. And then if you so, go by the women's, I mean what do you consider Natalia and Tamina? Okay, then technically, okay, what would you consider Alexa Bliss? I would consider Alexa Bliss a heel. So then you have her and Zelina Vega, who looks like she came off as a heel, and then you have six face in in the women's match, too. So it's the same ratio women as as women's and men's. Right. I mean, it it kind of makes sense. For the men's, when your two champions are heels. But with the women, right now, both champions are face. Yep. I believe that's that's totally true. I mean, there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff I'm going to be looking for. I'm going to be looking for for the pay-per-view Sunday. Any idea if Brock Lesnar is really coming back? Uh, no, Scott. There's no uh, nothing set in stone yet. All right, nothing official. Rumors, yes, but nothing official. Right. Um, but I think the, if the money, I mean, you know, like you were saying, some shocking surprises. Um, if it happens, then it's going to be one of those holy shit moments probably for a little while. If something, if something really major happens. Um, do, you, do you see any possible title changes Sunday? One that I'm on the fence with. Okay. And I think I know what one that is. Uh, it's probably the same one I'm, I'm on the fence with as well. Yeah, I just don't know if it's time for the Viking Raiders to win the title or not. Right. Exactly. 
that's what I was thinking. Actually, that's not what I was thinking, but okay. <laughs> no. But, um, I, I think somewhere along the line, you're going to see RK-Bro in the tag team title picture eventually. Whether it's before SummerSlam or after SummerSlam or, or what. I think you're going to see them in the tag team title picture eventually. Well, do they have Riddle? Do Riddle, they have, Riddle did jokingly say that when he wins the briefcase, he's going to use it to cash in on the tag titles with Randy Orton. Yep. Which it is open to any champion, any title. But uh, it's just going to be something where. This is just my opinion. I think the WWE is really going to go balls out for this pay-per-view Sunday for a live crowd. They're going to have surprises. They're going to have a bunch of oh-my-God moments. Uh, Maybe a couple of surprise returns. Uh, I think we have a better chance of seeing... Uh, well, wait, let me ask you. Who do you think we have a better chance of seeing come back for Money in the Bank? Becky Lynch or Sasha Banks? Uh, I Honestly, well, now, um, I don't think we're going to see either one of them um, at Money in the Bank. Originally, I had thought that we might see Sasha Banks get involved in the Bianca Belair-Bailey match, um, protecting the actual, you know, Bailey not having to live up to her. If I quit, I'll quit WWE. Um, right. And then I've, I've thought that the best time for Becky Lynch to show up is the Monday Night Raw after Money in the Bank. Okay. And that would be a great impact because for some reason I have a feeling Charlotte is not going to win Sunday. That's the one that I'm on the fence about. And if Becky does come back the Monday after um, Money in the Bank, she's going to go after Rhea. And I don't think that will have nearly as much hype as Charlotte and Rhea because I don't think Rhea Ripley can hang 10 minutes with Becky Lynch. Okay. Becky Lynch is the is the A number. This is my opinion. Right. Becky Lynch is the A number one, I believe, even though she was gone for a long period of time having the baby. Uh, Rue, I believe you said the name was. Yep. The baby. She's still a number one in the women's division. She's she's the measuring stick that you have to beat or compete against. And I had originally thought of that in the beginning with Shayna Baszler. I had originally thought that, you know when Shayna was down in NXT and she came to w, to Monday Night Raw, she was going to be the one that you had to measure up to, especially after that performance. In uh, the elimination chamber, yeah, where yeah. she took 
out. And she just disappointed big time. So I believe if she comes back the Monday after Money in the Bank, she's going to make a beeline for Rhea Ripley. I, I could see that. I mean, I could honestly see her um, going after either one of them to reclaim the title that she never lost. Right. Yep. So, like we said, Sunday this this Sunday, our prediction show, 1230, is the Money in the Bank prediction show. Uh, also, don't forget, this Saturday, PAPW. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. Don't mention it. Because I'm extremely effing pissed off. I, I could choke somebody because okay. we we right. talked to Matt the court about it. And we were supposed to be going. Once again, I lost my right leg. I don't have a vehicle. I, I wasn't able to keep paying for the vehicle I have. I have to rely on others for rides. And name will go without being said. Um, but somebody had actually reached out to me and wanted to know which vehicle that he has access to would be better for me to get into. And now, for whatever reason, he can't go. So, you know, I'm going to send a message to Matt. Um, I, I had asked him if I showed up, would I get a personal shout-out? You know, I... Wouldn't have asked him that if I didn't think I was going to be there. Um, right. So I don't want to talk about it. No, go ahead. I'm kidding. You can talk about it. Because we, we have right. to support PAPW regardless. Yes, I was just about to say, this Saturday they're having another show at uh, at the school at 662 Cal Avenue. Yeah, last um, one. Last one before they go back out on the road. Yep. Uh, you know, it's going to be headlined by... Oh, God. Oh. Uh, and also, speaking of... Huh? Oh, no, you froze at my end. Okay. And also, speaking of PAPW, August 1st, live here on the Top Rope Report, we will have one of the owners of PAPW joining us live on the phone, and he is also a former WWF wrestler in one Mario Mancini who will be joining us here live on the Top Rope Report on August 1st. So don't you dare miss it. So, Greg, anything else before we close tonight? I don't know if you can still see me. My feed is totally gone. Yep, there we go. 